For me, the first week or 10 days was getting used to things, finding things in my pack, sore muscles, various, you know, logistical things. But after that, when I kind of got all of that in place, I think the rest of the time until maybe the last 100 kilometers was like being in an altered state of consciousness the whole time. Welcome to a new episode of Most Memorable Journeys. My guest today is an amazing lady that I have admired for many years, um, that I have met actually many years ago. And um, I went to see her in her shop, and that was a very unusual shop in, I think, 1985. Uh, because I wanted to sell personalized children's book, and she had this new age shop called Splash. Um, and that's not only what I want to talk about, I want to talk about everything she knows and everything she's done. Welcome to Most Memorable Journeys, Francesca Pinoni. Thank you, Elizabeth. Everything I've done? How many hours do we have? We have many, many hours, <laughs> as many hours as you want. But um, let's start from the beginning. You were born in San Francisco, right? Yes, I was. And um, when I was talking to you before we started recording, because I, I actually mentioned that um, I found out that I had a subconscious mind in 1989 when I was 29 years old. Your case was different. You were, you kind of grew up with knowing about these things, didn't you? Because your parents were already quite um, evolved. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say evolved, but yeah, clued into, say, meditation, yoga. Um, my mother was practicing yoga with a guy called Richard Hittleman on television <laughs> on a program called Yoga for Health. And he used to say, the body is the temple of the spirit. And I used to laugh at her when she would be in these funny positions on the kitchen floor. But it made me aware of yoga. And I started fairly early, again, with the television, and then eventually live classes. And it's just served me very well in my life. And you're not laughing anymore now, are you? Well, I laugh at myself sometimes, especially if I lose my balance sometimes and I kind of fall over, then, then I laugh with myself. But you have learned and you have understood that the, our body is our temple. Definitely. And we are both over... 45. Yes, we are. And uh, we both <laughs> feel good because we know that, because we are aware. It's very important to be aware about how you live. Definitely. Definitely. Many, many aspects of how we live, from what we eat to what we do to being happy, to focus on being happy. It makes a difference. And you can't start once you're of a certain age. I mean, you can, but it's much better to be aware of these things younger and work on prevention of illness and the, the negative effects of aging and focus on the positive effects of which there are some. <laughs> totally true. However, for if, if somebody is listening to us and, and feels like, oh, maybe I should have started early, it is never too late. No, of course, never too late. But it's better to start <laughs> as early as possible. So you were born in the United States and uh, you came to Cyprus. How did that happen? That's not exactly a very known mm. or popular place to move to. Where is Cyprus? Exactly. No, um, <laughs> I have the same question. Uh, and that's Switzerland. Oh, that's a lot closer. <laughs> I, and, well, I wanted to go live in Italy. My father's Italian. I spent some summers there with his family when I was young. And I just liked it. I liked the lifestyle better than that of California. California is nice, but it's 
far. And things are far in between. And growing up in the suburbs, an evening was pretty much sitting around watching television. Whereas when I went to my relatives in Italy, an evening was going around the village, finding your friends, going downtown, having an ice cream. And I thought, you know, this is much more fun. So I think for the fun factor, I wanted to live in Italy. Community is a good word, yes. isn't it? I think that is one thing that is also very uh, important in in uh, a, an important part of longevity. Mm, definitely. Being part of something. Yes, which is something we have here in Cyprus still, which is good. Anyway, I didn't end up in Italy. Obviously, I'm here <laughs> because I had a friend who was living in London, and she said, come to London, come to London. I had studied theater arts, so London was a good place for me. So I went to London. I had a you know interesting time there, going to the theater, galleries, life. And I was just about ready actually to go back to California, thinking, well, I don't know, maybe I should decide what I want to do with my life. When I met a lovely man from Cyprus, and I thought, well, okay, I'll stick around and see how this goes. And dot, 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 here I am. That is wonderful, and I think this is um, many, many, many people in this world move to a place because of a person, and that's fine. I mean, you know, sometimes people say, "Oh, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't follow people," but you should. This is our destiny. Yes. Well, well, that that boyfriend turned husband got me here, but since we have, you know, been separated for many, many years now, I'm married to somebody else who also was drawn to the island of love. But I love the island. You know, when I when I was going through my divorce with my first husband, it was like, do I stay or do I go? And uh, I stayed. So I love the island. And I'm glad you did because you have offered the island a lot of things. And one thing that you have done as well is starting this mind, body and spirit exhibition, which um, is, I think, up until today, it's still quite unique. There's plenty of people who organize stuff, who do uh, little events. But this is the, one of the biggest uh, mind, body and spirit event on the island still. Yeah, and this makes me happy because I haven't been hands-on for the past five years. Uh, I started it with a friend, um, Annetta Martinson, back in 2002. There'd been similar events before, but it, they would go for a year or two and then not continue. So the one she and I started is still going on now. I think we're 20 years or 21 maybe this time. And yeah, it makes me very happy because it's a way for people interested in, in natural health and self-development to get together and to see what's going on on the island. Because really, truly deeply, I think the only way things are going to get better in the world is when we work on ourselves to be happy and balanced. And then that trickles out into our friends, our neighborhood, and the world eventually. Absolutely. And I think the event is also very um, useful for people who do not have the capacity or the, uh, you know, the willingness to organize something themselves, but they can go and participate and they can go there and speak and they can go there and sell something. And it's, it's an opportunity. Again, it's again part of a community. Community, yes, exactly. It's community. All about community. When I was starting in all of this, I was meeting people, healers and therapists, and they were saying, "Oh, nobody's doing this on the island. I'm all alone." And I said, "Wait a minute, you're alone. She's alone. He's alone. Let's get together. We don't have to be alone. We could support each other, and not be in competition." That was another issue at the beginning. You know, oh, they're going to take my clients. No, 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 no. There's plenty, plenty of opportunity for everybody. And 
to let people know what's available and how it could benefit you, that's that's important, I think. Yes, and I think the thing about the competition thing, I always, I, I use this phrase, I always say there is enough sunshine for all of us. And here in Cyprus, there's even more <laughs> that's sunshine true. than we sometimes like. That's but, uh, true. I think, you know, when you look at the whole thing, we're talking about, you know, an elevated mind and knowing and knowing that we are more or less all energy and all one. And when we when we harm somebody else, we harm ourse- ourselves. Exactly. Then we shouldn't really be thinking of the word competition. Not at all. Because if we help somebody, we help ourselves as well. True. And um, I think the awareness of uh, energy and, and understanding that what we give out comes back helps. Of course, not everybody wants to hear this because ego, the ego is a big thing, isn't it? The ego mm. is in the way of these things most of the time. Seems so. And that's the battle. You know, you don't battle other people, you battle your own ego to find, you know, your true self that's not blocked by misconceptions. Yes, and and I think also, I I have noticed one thing, and I've learned this in all the stuff that I learned, is that the things that bother you about somebody else are usually things that you haven't worked (laughs) through. The mirror, the mirror, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. So, well, I think it's even though, you know, you know, even though I sometimes feel, oh my God, I've learned all this. I don't want to read another book or I don't want to <laughs> go to another course. But there is always something to learn. And I think it would be too arrogant to think that we know everything. We never know everything. Oh, no, because we're changing and growing. And when I was organizing the mind, body and spirit, there were so many interesting things that came through. But of course, I couldn't do everything. But I noticed the ones that really resonated with me. And that's part of the process, to, to develop your intuition. So you don't have to think so much. You just get to the point of knowing, yes, I'm going to go to this without having to think and you know, use your, your logical mind too much. Intuition. And intuition. Intuition. That is one thing that I sometimes feel like, have we lost... Are we listening too much to, I don't know, other people or social media? I have many people lost their intuition. I sometimes feel that I've lost mm-hmm. mine a little bit, you know, and I really, how do you increase your intuition? Do you have any tips on that? Being quiet, which is not easy in this noisy world. Do not watch the news. Turn it off. Um, nature. Nature, number one, nature. Get out in nature. The trees know. And listen to the nature. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Very good one. Let's talk about travel, because it's most memorable journeys after all. Um, do you have a most memorable journey in your life? I mean, I'm sure you have many, yes. but uh, is there one? Most memorable was doing the Camino Santiago de Compostela, the Route Francaise. I have never, I've always looked at this and always thought about this, but I want to know a little bit more about this. There are different ways to go about it, aren't there? There are many ways, many ways, but the one I went is the most used, I guess. I I did the last 50 kilometers only, first with a girlfriend of mine who was there on a motorbike holiday with her husband. And I'd been thinking about it from years and years and years ago. Some friends of mine had gone back in, I think, the 80s. And then I read Shirley MacLaine's book about her experience. So it had been in the back of my mind for a long time. So when I heard she was going, I said, well, can I come with you? So Shirley MacLaine or your friend? No, my friend, my friend. <laughs> Shirley MacLaine had been there, done that by then. 
So yeah, I went with her, and as soon as we finished, and we did it very slowly, she had knee issues and whatever, but as soon as I got there, I said, I'm doing the whole thing next year. I was just enamored. So I went home, I booked the first albergue, which are the little guest houses, because there was only one, I think there are more now, that are less than 24 kilometers from the starting point, Saint-Jean, because it's over the Pyrenees. And I said, I'm not doing 24 kilometers uphill the first day. So I booked a bed <laughs> for me and a friend of mine that said she'd go. And that was it. I was committed to it. So what's the average of kilometers you do in a day normally? Or is, um, you can choose. I you guess. can choose. Yeah. They, there are places to stay about every five kilometers. So you can go very slowly or you could go more. You can carry your things, which is the traditional way, or you can put them in a taxi. There's a service that Have will them take sent. them one to the next place. And I most of the time did that for two reasons. One, I don't like carrying things. Although I did have a light enough pack that I could if I needed to or wanted to. And the other thing is that I would book a bed a day ahead. So I know where I would send my bag and then I know I'd have a bed when I got there. Because sometimes it gets full and you walk for 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers, and then there's nowhere to stay. And I didn't want to have to deal with that. So I did it. Yeah, I could imagine, especially now post-COVID, because lots of people surely thought about doing this when they couldn't. So they are all doing it now. So it would, it would be wise to book a bed in advance. Especially the last hundred kilometers, because if you do the last hundred, oh, we get these these Camino passports when we start. And then you get a stamp at the various places you stay. And at the end, you go to the Camino office and they will give you a certificate for having completed it. But you have to do for sure the last 100 kilometers. So apparently this looks very good on Spanish students' CV. <laughs> so the last 100 gets to be very busy. Ah, yeah. I see. So it's kind of a, like a, a, a compulsory thing to do for, uh, for Spanish yeah, young, you know, young, young, young people, yeah. yeah. I saw like student groups with yeah. their teachers, not not very young students, high school students. It's a bit like that. My kids did this Duke of Edinburgh, oh, yes. you know, something mm -hmm. like that, which is actually good because it also, it shows that you have, you have some endurance that you are, uh, you know, it could rain, it could, the weather could be bad. So yeah. it's, a, it's a good thing to do. That's impressive. I have that on my list, maybe one day, but um, yeah, uh, it sounds interesting. But if you wanted to do the whole, how long is the whole thing? Well, know? the route that I took um, was using the, the, what we call the British guidebook, because different nationalities have different guidebooks, which is interesting because they have different places to stay. Right. So meeting German people, their book was different. The French people, it was different. My book was by John Briley, call it the Briley Bible. And he does it in 33 days because of the life of Christ, ah, 33 years of Christ. Yeah, yeah. I did it in, I think, 40 because I wanted to take it easy. They ask you at the beginning why you're doing this when you sign up at the, the Camino office when you start to get your passport, religious, spiritual, athletic, or cultural. Mm -hmm. I think I put spiritual and cultural. Yes. Because there's so much to see along yeah, the way. Yeah. And the other thing that really attracted to me it to me and happened was getting the feeling of how people traveled until very recently. Mm -hmm. You didn't get in a car and get, you know, 50 kilometers in, in, in less than an hour. 50 kilometers, two days. 
you know, the time, the weather, being on the earth, and getting that sense of time and distance that that we've lost yes. a lot. Yes, and that's that's intuition. And that's several generations yes. of us have lost yes. now. Oh yes, and I think um, I noticed that when I go hiking with people, it's not a competition. I think mm. this is something that is, and also when you run up a hill or when you when you when you run on a hike, you don't see anything. Mm. I mean, the whole idea is to notice stuff, to Definitely. notice flowers. There's some some of the things that you notice are hidden if you're not looking. Many things in life are hidden if you're not looking, right? Yes, right. Metaphor, Again, awareness, meditation. awareness. Yes. I mean, for me, the first week or 10 days was getting used to things, finding things in my pack, sore muscles, various, you know, logistical things. But after that, when I kind of got all of that in place, I think the rest of the time until maybe the last 100 kilometers was like being in an altered state of consciousness the whole time. The things I was noticing the insights I was getting. It, it was unbelievable. Magic, magic. And I'm oh, getting all nostalgic thinking about it now. Oh, it's very, very special. Highly recommend it if, you, if somebody yes. has time and awareness and, and the willing, willingness to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, to, to enjoy it. Yeah. as a as a oh, ticket it off the bucket list. No, don't do that. Off. Yes, yes. And that's... you don't have to do it all. I met some Irish women who were on their holidays every year doing a hundred kilometers yeah. of it. Yeah. And I would recommend here's a recommendation for you: the stage from um, Pamplona to Burgos, because it's not so crowded and there's amazing churches along the way and a Templar church that's got all sorts of very strange and unusual things in it and good food. Brilliant. And, and that's exactly it. Enjoying in the evening, enjoying oh, yes. uh, good food and uh, maybe a glass of wine. Oh, you went to Rioja. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> 60 cents, glass of wine. Uh-huh. I was walking with a Canadian woman. I had to stop walking with her because we were drinking too much. Yeah. No, we had good fun. We had good fun. I mean, the intention the first time, oh, we're going to, when I went with my friend, we're going to go, we're not going to drink coffee, we're not going to drink wine. Well, that intention lasted about three hours. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, oh, you know, many people go for different reasons. Yes. And the friend I went with, with the second time, we had said, you know, we don't necessarily need to walk together. We don't know our pace. But she hurt her knee on the first day. So basically, we were together on the first day and then met up at San Diego. Because she couldn't walk anymore. But, yeah, but yeah. she she had a very different experience than I did. She was walking like 50K a day, carrying the pack. She got so fit. My God, she looked more than 10 years younger afterwards. <laughs> But she went back and did the route from Seville, which is a thousand kilometers. And then the next year went back and did the one that we'd done again because she thought she missed out so much for having gone so fast. So, yeah, different experiences. Isn't that fascinating what you just said? Because you're talking about the same thing. Even the same person looks at it differently. In, in, and that's what it is about life, perception. Mm. We all see things differently. differently exactly. Yes, and mm -hmm. I think respecting also the fact that we all see things differently is important. And meeting people, that's the other beautiful thing. Everybody's in hiking gear or walking gear. So you have the Americans and they're there, not my fancy, you know, high-tech stuff. And then you have people like, you know, from villages somewhere, hiking in wool, which doesn't smell very good when it gets wet. But whatever, you can't tell 
who does what? And we don't ask, you know, what do you do? No, it's like, why are you here? How are your feet? It's like one of the yes, first questions. Yes, do you have a bed for the night? And yeah. then the where you come from, da, 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 maybe comes later. I had to make a hard decision, my hard Camino decision. There's a big, long stretch in the middle called the Meseta, which is a plain with not much on it. And I was about to start on the Meseta, and I had met two very nice women. We walked three or four days together probably Pamplona to Estrella, I think, somewhere around there. Anyway, and then they went on because they had various things. One of them was on like a package deal where she had everything booked for her, and the other one was meeting a friend. So they went on, and I stayed because I had wanted to stay in Pamplona, actually, but I went ahead because I liked them and I wanted to spend more time with them. But I thought, no, Estrella, I want to stop here, rest, get my own room, because generally I was staying in the dorms, which you don't have to, but it's fun, again. Yeah. Pushes your comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted my own room. I want to take a shower. And uh, anyway, so I stayed and then continued my way. But at the beginning of the Meseta, we being modern pilgrims, of course, had our cell phones and were in communication. And I knew where they were going to be. And I thought, well, I could take a bus and meet them and cut out like three days of walking, or I can walk and say, I've done it all. I took the bus. <laughs> and I am so happy. Because they are such good friends now. One was living in New York. I went to visit her in New York. The other one's in Sweden, went to Sweden. They both came to Cyprus. We have a phone call together on Sunday. The New York one has moved to Portugal. Big changes in life. The Swedish one, when she was there on Camino, was married to somebody. She's now married to somebody else. Totally changed her life. Yeah. Wow, you never so, know what it leads to. Exactly. Yes. I didn't have such dramatic things, to, but maybe already, I didn't. Yeah, already I was just, yes. just you know, yes. in, in heaven. Yes, and I think it, this is the thing. Not, again, you don't have to say result. You don't have to. Mm. And you don't always have to have a life-changing result You can in anything you do. But I would call it life-changing. I mean, I measure things before and after Camino because really? it gave me that time to find myself. I don't know if I'd be doing this interview before Camino. Really? That was a shy thing, you know? <laughs> I, really, I could say I found myself as an adult, because I went and I was, I'm going to say, at 60. And, yeah. you know, that's a kind of transitory, you yeah. know, the new 40, as it were. But it is, you know, an age. I had just sort of given up the MBS. And when I stopped having my shop splash back, you know, years ago, when I moved to the States, when I married Igor, my second husband, It was like, okay, I've been Francesca of Splash, and now who am I? Yeah. And kind of the same thing. I'm known for, for MBS, and now I'm not Mrs. MBS anymore. Yeah. yeah. So who am I? And it's like, you know, I don't need to be defined by these things exactly. anymore. I am me, and I'm here, and I'm having fun and spreading so my light, and that's all I need to do and be. I don't I, need to do. I just need to be. Fantastic. Do be do be do. I like that because I've just, you know, I've just given up Global Woman, and I was known mm -hmm. as you know, Global Woman Director of Cyprus. I am me. And, you know, sometimes people ask me, what is your brand? My brand is, I am my brand, you know, and you are your brand. <laughs> I don't need a, do I need a brand? <laughs> don't need you know, I've always had problems with the question, what do you do? Because I never felt I was really doing what I am, even though I was doing interesting things. So once I know I was at a party and somebody says, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm a housewife. Ah, immediately disappeared. End of conversation. It's like, well, Interesting, interesting. And then later on, Igor started talking about what I do and da-da-da-da-da and write books and do paintings and do this and do that. And it's like, 
But it, it doesn't matter. No, 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 it no. Doesn't. But it does to some people, and those are the people that you don't need. You see, and and they are the ones missing out if they move. They away. miss out. Yes. They miss out. Totally. If that's their focus. I don't know. I've been away from people who aren't kind of on the path for so long. I forget. Yeah, I'm honest. I forget that there are there people are. who I don't know. We don't also, see people who always talk about themselves. They never ask you a question. That's mm. another thing. Anyway, people are people. We change. We can change them. But we, we can love them. them. Yes, we will. We will love. We them. will love them. Tell me about other trips. Where else do you travel to? Going to Budapest next weekend. We started going there with with my husband Igor because he was studying um, biofeedback there at seminars, and I was going with him because he was so enamored of it. I thought, I better learn about this as well, otherwise we're not going to have anything to talk about. So I was studying as well. So we were going every year from about 2001, which was interesting because the city wasn't so developed then. It was still dark, shall we say, dirty buildings, unhappy people, not much to eat except meat, meat, meat. And over the years we were going... It was watching the transformation. Every year, the energy got lighter and lighter. And it was really nice. But now we haven't been. I'm, I'm trying to remember the last time, maybe 10 years. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it is now. And I'm looking forward to all the hot baths. Ah, I love the, yes. the hot thermal springs in yeah, Budapest. Uh, I, I, I used to do um, city tours in Budapest in 1987 before... Mm. The opening, and it was even darker as is. And you are so right; it's such a beautiful town. Oh, it's amazing! So you're yeah. looking forward to going to Budapest. Yeah. Do you go to the U.S. at all? Do you go back? I used to when my mother was alive and my son was little. I would spend every July and August back there yeah. with huge suitcases that I'd buy everything I needed for my year in Cyprus back then. Craft supplies, clothes. Yeah. Remember? You remember. I do remember. You remember. I do remember. I used to have oh. two suitcases. One was my stuff and one was things that I needed. Yep. Books. Oh, I used to send the books. I mean, no no disrespect to Kiriakos, who was our English book supplier here in Limassol. But the choice was not as wide as I would like. So, yeah, boxes of books. and. But since my mother passed in 2000, 2000, I think, yeah, I, I go back, but not, not so not often. Not so much. Oh. But I, I mean, I have done a lot of trips in the U.S. and and there are many, many beautiful places in the mm. United States. And there is a lot of places with a lot of good energy. Really, if you just have to find yeah. them. I like the Southwest. I've been there a couple of times with Igor, Sedona, Arizona. Oh, yes, that's yes. beautiful. Beautiful. The parks, the national parks, and the Sedona. Is My problem with national parks is finding something healthy to eat. We went to Yellowstone. Okay, this is some years ago. Maybe it's better now. And ugh, hamburgers, hot dogs, everything fried, so-called salad, a little iceberg lettuce with fake dressing. <gasps> this is true. Ooh, I and suffered. I, I, I mean, recently, I was in LA. I'm in New York in May. And okay, you can find. Oh, and of course you can find. But you can the find middle healthy options. But there is still this culture of, and then also these. Huge portions, totally yes. unnecessary. Half and half, we share of Yes, 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 yes. Do you go, your husband is from Serbia, do you go to yes. Serbia at all? We do, yeah, I'm going actually there before Budapest. We have a little flat there because he works often and I go in the summer. I don't go in the winter because it's too smoky, people still smoke a lot. 
and it's too much for me. But I'm, yeah, I enjoy it when we go. And that's another city that's coming up. Belgrade. Belgrade, yes. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not to the point of Budapest yet, but it's getting there. And Charming. A lot of nice restaurants now, nice people, very nice people. Parks are nice. And a lot of interesting places to visit around Serbia as well. It's the whole area, mm. and the whole, all, the, the, all of all of ex Yugoslavia is very, mm. very beautiful. I was so lucky; I visited it when it was still Yugoslavia. Oh, did you? Now that I have my Serbo-Bosnian connection, <laughs> um, yeah, to understand a little bit of how it was, and it was magical. It was a beautiful, beautiful country. People from all over. I remember Belgrade. What struck me was you, you had the women in the sort of Arabic kind of Turkish traditional dress and then these very sophisticated people and everybody was there everybody was it mixing was one, up it was country you know united and, yeah and then of course you know got stirred up that's another story we don't talk about well, that it's no. most memorable journey Let's, because it's no. not the political mm -hmm. podcast but we could maybe one day who knows no. <laughs> we'll come back to it but yeah i agree it is it is very beautiful that is still beautiful, but it's sad for oh, what happened. Sad. That had really yeah. very little to do with the people there. And no, no, but mostly, mostly these conflicts have much to do with the people there. No, it usually comes. That's what Igor says. You know, nobody asks us because no. he had friends coming from Bosnia. I mean, he was in a minority being a Serb yeah. there, and his yeah. best friend's Catholic, another Muslim guy, and they didn't think about it. No. But his father said when they, they were, I think, just finishing high school and starting their lives and things were beginning to be un uncomfortable several years after Tito. And he just looked at them one day when they were talking, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be a problem here. Look, we all like each other. The father just looked at him and says, you know, nobody asks you. And you see. You and see. he warned his Igor to, to leave. And he got out before the war, whereas his parents and sister got stuck there, couldn't oh. get out. Yeah. Sad. Okay. But yes, again, there's so many things that we have not much power over, and that's why we need to concentrate on the things we, that we do. That we do, exactly. Over. And yeah. our, yeah. you know. Yeah. Our... I want to talk about the book. You wrote a book with your husband, Ian. Yes. Um, I read the book, but I want you to tell a little bit more. I was fascinated because I have a pendulum. I learned ah, a pendulum okay. when I did my life coaching training. And I actually never really knew, because <laughs> my, my trainer is also from Serbia. Interesting. And I never, it actually, it was a huge eye-opener, because I did use the pendulum before a little bit, but your book really opened up my pendulum knowledge. Mm. Well, the pendulum is just a tool. It's just showing what your body knows. Our bodies are amazing, amazing. And this is something that... It's good to realize just that we're so much more than what appears to be physical. We're not physical, we're energy. And the physical is not the edge of us. We, we go on beyond that. And within our so-called etheric body is reflections of the physical body. So using the pendulum, it just shows the energy that's there mm -hmm. and can indicate if you have a problem with your physical body. You also use it because, again, we have our intuition we were talking about before that may or may not come into our consciousness, but it's there. It's there. Mm -hmm. You know, now with all this computer and clouds and things, it's a very good analogy for what we really are. But we don't need all the technology, really. We can do it ourselves with practice and with letting go of all the noise. But that's what the pendulum does. It's telling your inner knowledge. 
I use it when I lose things. And, you know, if I can't find something, I make a little map of the house and use a pendulum. Is it here? Is it here? It, it gets it. It gets it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we, we, I think we've lost a lot of that. It again goes back to intuition. It goes back to what we really are. And uh, when you use something like a pendulum, you yeah. don't really have, it's not you. I mean, yes, it is you, but it's... It's, it's not your conscious. You. It's yeah, yes, it is yes. bigger than you. I don't know. What's that. the book called? The book is called Your Health. It's a Question of Balance. And we wrote it many years ago. Igor was invited to go to South Africa and do lecture tour. And we were living in the States then, post-splash. I had time on my hands. I like to write. And I thought, you know, we can bring something and then kind of use that as a test market to see if they like it and if we can maybe publish it later as a book. So Igor has a lot of knowledge. At the time, his English wasn't so good. So I had to really ask him to explain everything. And when we were first, before we even got together, he was telling me about Chinese medicine and showing the pendulum and the different energy in your hand. You know, every joint moves a different way. I mean, we're amazing. And I was taking notes, so I wouldn't forget. And then I gave up. I said, Mary, just marry him, and then I can ask when I need to know. So, genesis of the book, genesis of our marriage. Anyway, um, so we would go to a cafe, because it's always nice to be somewhere neutral when we're doing things like this, to not be distracted. And we had, a, I made an outline. This is what I want to know, because I don't know. I don't know what a spleen does. And then he's talking about pericardium. What? I don't know. Triple heater. What's that? So basically, I thought, if you can explain it so I can understand it, anybody could understand it. So that was the part about the parts of the body. The part about the Chinese medicine, which is so simple and beautiful, yin and yang, hot and cold, balance of opposites. What does that mean? What does it mean? When it's hot, don't eat hot food. When it's cold, don't eat ice. You know, Find a balance. And again, like you say, we can't control the weather, but we could control what we do behave and what we do yeah. to yeah. find a balance yeah. with it. Amazing. Well, I'm actually hoping, because he is a medical doctor, isn't he? Yes, he, studied, yes. he studied medicine. I'm hoping to have him on this podcast as well. I haven't asked him yet. but uh, I think he'd be maybe, happy to. He's listening to this episode. <laughs> uh, because he, he really could give us a lot of insight as well about um, our intuition and our what, what our body tells us. We're getting to the end because, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Um, I have had this thing, I once had a, I had a, a, a speech a few years ago. I, wanted, I was talking about um, what would you like to hear at the end of your earthly journey was my theme, um, which is very profound, but that it's, it's actually the only sure thing in our lives. We are going to go one day. Mm-hmm. What would you like to be remembered as when you are done? In many, many years. In many, many years when it's time to go to the next level of, I, I don't, I don't, there's no death. Yes. There's no death. The, the body wears out, yes. whatever, but who we are continues. Right. So to, what I be, want to be remembered for is being kind, I think, to be a, being a happy person. She was happy. She was happy. That's, yeah. That's beautiful. That's, I could, I could uh, uh, totally, uh, what, what do you call it? You, I could underline that. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> Thinking about this, you know, when there's a friend of mine passed recently, and, you know, there, there's a life, there's all the doing, and 
the the things left over from this doing. In this case, she was a poet. She wrote a lot of you know beautiful poetry, although her life was difficult. But okay, that that's tangible. Mm-hmm. And she lives, you know, in us and in our memories, as we live in the memories, or hopefully, of people you know yeah. who know us and. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a funny feeling when somebody's there and then isn't. But you know, that's the only sure thing, as you say. It is. It totally is. I mean, you know, I think you you would agree with me that you would want when people think of you when you're gone, you would want them to smile. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a beauty. Yeah, that's that's enough. That's enough. Let's end with a smile. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on one of the most memorable journeys, Francesca Pinoni. Thank you for having me. If you enjoy my podcast, please like, share and subscribe to my channel. You will find all the information in the show notes.